Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause, and everyone struggling with hypothyroidism. So if you are battling weight gain, you're feeling like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut-wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And let's not even start on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar, you have found your tribe. My goal is to educate, empower, and shake up your world. Remember, I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's go. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. A huge, huge question that I get is how should I exercise with hypothyroidism or even as I'm moving into perimenopause and menopause? So we're kind of dealing with thyroid problems and hormone problems all together. And we're going to break that down and discuss the best exercises that you can be doing to not only improve your thyroid and hormone function, but also to help you with your goals. Now, Here's the thing. It's a no-brainer that exercise will help you lose weight. Exercise will make you stronger, right? I mean, you don't even have to work out to know that, to know the benefits of. But we're going to go a little bit deeper today and break it down more with some studies, scientific evidence that you should be doing certain types of exercise and the why behind it. So let's start with thyroid. What do we know? What do we know about exercise? We know that exercise of any kind, I don't care if you're walking, doing yoga, lifting heavy shit, jumping on your Peloton, which I can't stand, all of it will help to balance insulin levels and lower insulin. So exercise makes you more metabolically flexible and it lowers your glucose response to food and then lowers your insulin. So it's making you more insulin sensitive, less insulin resistant. We know that with hypothyroidism, there's a huge percentage of hypothyroid patients that are also insulin resistant because the thyroid controls insulin secretion. So when you're not optimized with your thyroid, you're going to have dysregulated insulin. Insulin is inflammatory. Insulin will put on weight when you're insulin resistant. Now, I mean, we need insulin to survive. I'm not saying just insulin alone puts on weight, but when you're insulin resistant, pretty much everything that you eat is going to be stored as fat, not the ideal situation because you're already struggling with weight loss, you're already gaining weight because you have a slow thyroid. Or even if your thyroid is optimized, 
and your insulin resistance still, and you're not dealing with that by lowering your carbohydrate intake, taking berberine and exercising, then you're still going to be in that weight gain cycle. So we could have everything else optimized, thyroid, testosterone, all your hormones, your sleep, everything. But if you are not controlling your insulin and getting that insulin number down below a six, you are going to be a fat storing machine. Exercise helps with that. We know that there are a multitude of studies that shows, proves, measures lowered insulin and better glucose regulation, whether you're type 2 diabetic or not, when you exercise of any kind. So again, it could be as simple as walking. When people wear a CGM, continuous glucose monitor, and they see a spike postprandial, post-meal, just going for a walk, a 20 to 30 minute walk, lowers their post-meal glucose sometimes upwards of 50 to 60 points. You can go from a 180 to a 120 just by going for a walk as opposed to sitting on your couch watching football after a big meal, which is what we do on Thanksgiving and all holidays, and thus staying at that 180, being in that high blood sugar, high inflammatory fat storage state, go for a walk. Now, beyond that, of course, do we want to do more when it comes to exercise? Yes, and we'll get to that. We're going over the main points here and then we'll get down and dirty. So we know insulin. Let's go beyond that. Let's actually look at thyroid hormone. There are a multitude of studies as well that actually measure thyroid hormone response. So measuring total T4, free T4, total T3, free T3, and TSH after certain levels of exercise. So one study in particular looked at low-intensity exercise at about 45% maximum intensity. This would be a walk, a light bike ride. Maybe you're lifting heavy, but you're not really pushing yourself. You're the one in the gym that, and others, I'd rather have you do something than nothing, but you're the one at the gym that you're picking up the 10 pounds and you're just doing easy breezy sets of 10, 12. Okay, then you put them down, then you talk to your friend, then somebody else comes up to you. And then you walk over here and you do another set of tricep pushdowns with the rope and you're just flinging it around. And just because you hit 15, you stop, even though it wasn't that hard. And then you talk to your friend again, that's gonna be that low intensity. You're doing something, you're creating a little bit of resistance, you're getting circulation going, but it's not that hard. And your heart rate probably doesn't get up that much pretty much stays about the same. We also look at 70% moderate intensity. This is you lifting heavy shit people, high intensity interval training. You're not going maxed out. You're not running a marathon. You're not doing sprints on your Peloton, but you might be squatting heavy and breathing pretty heavy. And you look down at your Apple watch and you're hitting 150, 160. It's in the orange, it's in the red. That's going to be 70% moderate intensity. You, know, you throw in some burpees, doing that high intensity interval training, jump squats, all of that. That's going to be your moderate intensity. And then your high intensity, that 90% maxed out, that's where you are doing all out sprints. You're doing cardio out the wazoo. You're getting on your, your spin bike and going all out. Or you're just doing CrossFit. Like you're doing a high insane high intensity workout. When we look at each of those, what we find is, is that when you go to that maximum heart rate, lactate level through the roof, you're producing lactic acid in the muscles, 
and that's ongoing, that is actually lowering your T3 and your free T3. And this is another reason why I don't want you to be a cardio queen or king. I don't want you to just sit on your bike. I don't want you just running. I don't want you just doing high intensity interval training without ever picking up heavy weights and really getting in that significant resistance against your muscles. Because we actually see that in doing that maxed out intensity, your thyroid levels drop. And listen, we see this, we, we see this in CrossFitters. I mean, when you can look at CrossFitters and say they're arguably the fittest people that walk this earth. If you look at CrossFit games, those people are not only strong, they also have endurance and they're also ripped where they could probably step on a bodybuilding stage in a week. They have it all, but these are the best of the best athletes. Now go to your local CrossFit gym. Now you'll see a mix. You'll see the shirtless guys that look like Adonis. And then you'll see the heavier people that have been, man, they've been, they've been here for like a year or two. And they don't seem to be losing weight. I wonder what's going on. You know, they go balls out at every single session, but they're not losing weight. It's because they are pushing themselves so hard. And these are the ones that are in there six, seven days a week. They're pushing themselves so hard, never doing anything backed off a little bit. You know, like maybe just go into the gym and do upper body without a burpee and without a squat thrust. And without a, a clean and jerk, just do upper body for a day, for God's sake, or go do some yoga to give your body a break. And if you did that, you would probably be even more fit and look better and feel better because you're not going all out all the time, dropping your thyroid hormone. Also, I can speak to in my world or in my past world of bodybuilding fitness figure, there was also that twice a day, three times a day cardio, absolutely that plays a role in the metabolism. Paired up with a restricted diet, the restricted diet that goes with it, restricted dieting, that's going to crash your thyroid. That alone can cause a thyroid problem in people. Let's back it off. Let's get right in that sweet spot, somewhere between 45% and 70% intensity, where yes, you are lifting heavy. And I promise you, if you lift heavy, and we're going to go over an exact routine. So hold on to your pants. If you lift heavy, then you will get your heart rate up. I promise you. If you do hot yoga, you will get your heart rate up. I promise you. And you will still get into that aerobic zone here and there. But you're not staying in that intensified aerobic zone for your entire workout where it eventually ends up crashing your thyroid hormone levels. We know that cortisol rises after exercise. Now, this can be any exercise. We don't freak out about it. We just know what's going to happen. So cortisol is going to go up. It's going to pu push our blood glucose up. When cortisol is high and glucose is high, conversion of T4 to T3 slows down. So that's the last thing we want to do is keep ourselves in that super high cortisol state, which does occur more with that long duration, high intensity Run, 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 run on the treadmill, elliptical, 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 peloton, peloton, spin class, spin class. Stop. Maximum aerobic exercise greatly affects the levels of circulating thyroid hormones, T4 and T3, specifically your T3. Bringing up cortisol, 
bringing up glucose, crashing your T3. So you can see where you're actually doing more harm than good. Let's talk more about the benefits of exercise on the thyroid just in general, especially the right kinds of exercise. Other studies show that exercise helps to lower TSH and helps the thyroid actually produce more T4 and T3. Now, of course, if you are hypothyroid and you have to support that with medication, with thyroid hormone replacement, 100%, by all means, we do that. Just because I take thyroid hormone replacement doesn't mean that I avoid exercise and say, oh, you know what? I'm good. I'm taking it. So therefore, I don't have to produce any of my own because the benefits of exercise go on and on and on more that we're going to actually talk about. But I'm still looking for that little bit extra because the medication, the thyroid hormone replacement that I take, that you take, that we take, comes back and it still supports overall thyroid hormone in the body. Now, I've never not exercised. So if I stopped and just relied on my medication, would I then gain weight? Would I come out of optimization land? I don't know. It's so ingrained in me. It's such a part of me. I'm not really willing to try that. I've tried a lot of different things on myself to bring back to you guys and give you feedback on as to whether it works or not, I'm not going to give up my exercise because that's just been a part of me for many, many years. The other benefit of exercise is that we know it boosts mood. How many of you are dealing with depression, mood changes, anxiety, even that low energy, that fatigue that makes you think, oh my God, I can't work out. I'm too tired. Exercise will actually help that. Again, going back to the study, studies have shown that 20 to 30 minutes of exercise can release feel-good endorphins, feel-good hormones, and actually improve fatigue levels because you're increasing your circulation. You still are stimulating your mitochondria to produce ATP. That's the energy that you need to get going. So sitting down and saying, no, I'm too tired to work out today is actually working against you and it's perpetuating that fatigue due to lack of movement. When we get up and we move, that helps to reduce our fatigue. And I know it might sound counterintuitive. I know when you are in that state where you can't even think about getting off the couch, exercise is the last thing on your mind. I understand that. If you're actually in that state, then you need to come see me because you need some hormone replacement big time and somebody is not treating you right and you're not being diagnosed and you're not being properly medicated because you should not feel that way. The people I'm talking to, well, I'm talking to you too, because if, like I said, you need some help. If you're not in that low, low, low state and you're like, well, you know, I mean, I'm okay. I just don't really feel like exercising. It's never been a part of my life. Do it anyways, because here's the other benefits. It actually helps improve the stiffness in your joints and the muscle aches and the muscle weakness. It improves your cycles, irregular or heavy, heavier than normal periods, helped by exercise. Did you know, ladies, that exercise can actually help infertility? So yeah, we have to get your thyroid on track, but exercise can help infertility. It helps constipation. So it's going to help you poop every day. You know, that slow heart rate that you have because you're hypo low and slow, it's going to bring that up as well. It's going to improve your memory. All of these, and, and yeah, you know, the weight loss 
and the overall aesthetics of building sexy lean muscle and losing body fat, that's a bonus as well. Exercise helps with longevity. So it's going to help reduce your risk of cancer, Alzheimer's, dementia, and it absolutely does have an effect on autoimmune. Believe it or not, it really does. So exercise will help to boost the immune system. So while you have this autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's, as we exercise, well, specifically as we lose weight, that takes a burden off of our body so that the immune system can work as it should and not attack your own thyroid. But some studies have shown that it actually helps to boost the immune system. Now, we have to be very precise with this. If you go balls out, like we just talked about, if you're on your Peloton, if you're running marathons, if you're doing CrossFit seven days a week, you will reverse that effect. You will actually drop your immune system. And that's why we see people who overexercise get sick so easily and present with more autoimmune. So you can downregulate your thyroid production of T4 and T3 by overexercising, but you can also increase the autoimmune attack on your thyroid, which will then downregulate the production of T4 and T3 by overexercising as well. It really is about finding that sweet spot to get the most benefit. Now let's move on to hormones because they all go together. When you go to the gym and you lift heavy and you get that resistance. So when I'm talking about lifting heavy, am I talking about being a power lifter? No. I mean that you are picking up a weight that when you get to, let's just take bicep curls, that's the easiest. You're doing bicep curls. And here's what I'm gonna challenge you to do. Do them in a kneeling position. So do your bicep curls, grab a set of fives, grab a set of 7.5s, grab a set of 10s. Kneel down and have those weights at your side. Now do a set of bicep curls. And I don't care if you get to 15 and you fatigue, if you get to 25 and you fatigue, if you get to 50 and you fatigue, do those bicep curls until you can't do another one. Now, this is not the 1980s where we have three sets of five, three sets of 15, three sets of 15, three sets of 12. You don't have to stop at 10, 12, or 15, FYI. Those are just numbers that were made up by personal trainers back in the day. And believe me, I did that myself. How much you bench? 255, five times. You want to get to the place where you are going to fatigue. You are getting to that place where one more is a struggle. One more would require a spotter, basically. And if you happen to hit 50 reps, cool. Next time, go up and wait. If you didn't even hit 10 reps, that's kind of awesome too. Maybe do another set there and then drop down and wait. And then blast them out at the end. Get that muscle pumped up. Get the blood flowing into it. Because that is how you are going to stimulate hypertrophy, which is the growth of muscle tissue. And I don't mean that you're going to get big like a bodybuilder, ladies. Lifting heavy does not make you big and bulky. You would have to be taking a boatload of illegal steroids, basically, or just be a random genetic freak, which I've only seen like two of you in my lifetime that can literally lift a two pound weight and grow muscle without anabolic steroids on board. You're not going to get bulky. So take that muscle to failure. And believe me, I mean, there are times where my arms look great. 
like I, I like I said, I despise gym selfies. But every so often, maybe once or twice a year, you will see me take a gym selfie and post it on Instagram because I'm like, damn, my arms finally look good. They did not look this good when I was competing. They didn't look this good when I was in my 20s. Why? Because I was doing too much damn cardio. When you lift heavy and you don't destroy your own muscle tissue from doing too much cardio, that muscle will take shape. Now, believe me, if I don't work out for a week, like here I am, I'm hunting now. So I'm not working out. I'm actually in, I'm, I'm in the blind trying to do this resistance air workout where I'm just flexing my biceps to get them stimulated. And believe me, I'm taking a lot of protein to keep my muscle tissue. But when I don't work out, I will go flat. So I will very quickly lose muscle mass. And if you're on one of the GLPs, the Beverly Hills Soccer Mom Drug of Choice for Weight Loss, you will eventually lose muscle. So you better be lifting heavy to counteract that effect. If you're not eating enough protein, you're going to lose muscle. You better be lifting heavy to counteract that effect. So stimulate that muscle with heavy lifting. Take that muscle to failure, whether it's a bicep curl, a leg extension, squatting till you puke. Not really. I mean, I know. Listen, if you're a little bit older, putting a heavy weight on your back, and squatting down. I don't want anybody blowing out their back, but get on that leg press. Get on the leg press and load up the weights and push your heels into that. Stimulate your glutes because we all want a nice round J-Lo butt. Stimulate your glutes, push, 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 and burn that out. Burn out your muscles. Your thighs should be burning. Your butt should be burning. You should be able to hit 50 to 100 reps and want to die and want to just drop your legs down and rub them and pound them out because they're so sore and all that lactic acid is built up in it. And then give it a rest and do it again. Don't have a set number in your head of, I'm going to stop at 15, I'm going to stop at 12, I'm going to stop at 20. You go until you fail. And if you do two or three workouts like that, where you're taking that to failure, you will immediately notice a change in your body in a very short amount of time. Because your muscles will pump up, they will be more metabolically active. When we stimulate muscle, we are stimulating our metabolism. You become more metabolically active. And yes, there's a whole thing of muscle burns more calories than fat. Yes, it does. And it does continue even during rest, post-workout. But it's about the look. It's about getting that shape. It's about burning body fat and not being jiggly and having cellulite. For that, you need resistance training. You do not achieve this with cardio. You just don't. So I want you to lift heavy. Now, your heart rate should be up. If you are really going to failure, if you're truly pushing yourself to failure and you're not doing three sets of 12 and stopping, next exercise, three sets of 12. If you're truly pushing yourself to failure, then you should look down at your Apple Watch or your Fitbit and see an elevated heart rate. You should be in the orange. You should be in the red. If you're not, you're not working hard enough. But listen, if you want to throw in some burpees, you can do that. You can throw in some burpees. You can throw in some jump squats. You can throw in some split squat jumps where you're like actually like scissoring, jump up in the air, scissor, jump up, kind of like a lunge, lunge jump. Maybe that's what it's called. You can do some thrusters. You can do air squats. That'll get your heart rate up. Drop down and do some push-ups. Even without the burby part in it, that will get your heart rate up. Walking lunges will get your heart rate up. You can add those in if you are addicted to having an elevated heart rate because you think that that's the only way you're going to burn fat. Number one, it's false. Number two, then go ahead and add that in just for your mental state. 
to think that, okay, I'm kind of doing cardio because my heart rate's up. Like I said, even hot yoga will get your heart rate up. So you are still getting that aerobic elevated heart rate state, but you're not burning your muscle off. Now, one question I get quite often, does T3 burn muscle? Yeah, I mean, it does. And that's the whole talk when I when I talk about 3,5-diodoyl-thyronine or T2 that's in thyroid fixer, I say this was from the OGs of biohacking, the bodybuilders. They found it first, they used it first, they studied it first because it doesn't burn muscle. It actually stimulates muscle. So it's kind of like exercise in a bottle. But unlike T3, and believe me, T3 is used and abused in the bodybuilding world for fat loss because it's increasing your metabolism by, by providing your body with more T3 thyroid hormone, which we know T3 is active. That's what activates your metabolism, activates that fat loss. Too much T3 or abusing T3 will burn muscle. <laughs> if you're taking T3 and you're still taking those GLPs, you are in a muscle burning state, which is the last thing that you need because now you lose the muscle. Now you have a lowered metabolism. Maybe before you were your BMR, your basal metabolic rate was dictating that you're burning 1,200 to 1,500 calories a day, just at rest, doing nothing. Now you've lost muscle. Now you're only burning 800 calories a day. Oh, but you didn't change how you ate nor would I want you to because you don't want to drop below 1,200, but you didn't change how you ate. Now you're burning less because you lost muscle. That's the only thing you did was lose muscle. And you did that by taking too much T3, the GLPs, and then not lifting heavy. Oh, and not taking in enough protein. Back to the benefits of exercise. After you lift heavy, you get a significant increase in growth hormone release and testosterone. Growth hormone, that's our anti-aging hormone. Growth hormone will help you burn body fat. Growth hormone will help you put on muscle. Growth hormone is that youthful hormone that declines after the age of 30. It helps with repair. It helps with stimulation of new tissue growth, new cell turnover. The best way to get the, that growth hormone release is go to the gym, lift heavy shit, leave, drink some protein. You're getting that growth hormone surge right after you work out. Testosterone levels in both men and women are higher after you go and lift heavy. So you get a natural testosterone boost after a heavy workout. We do not see the growth hormone and the testosterone boost after long duration steady state cardio, after you're on your Peloton, after you're on the elliptical, after you run 10 miles on the treadmill, you do not get that same response. Now you will still get the same response with high intensity interval training because you're balancing out those those burpees, those squat jumps with some resistance against your muscle, but you are not going to get that same growth hormone release when you do that long steady state cardio. That's why I want you off. Don't be a hamster on a treadmill. Don't be a cardio king or queen. It's not doing you any good. You're going to look worse in the end. Just let me pause here and, and, and give you this analogy. I know I've given this to you before. A marathon runner versus a sprinter. And this is actually what got my husband off the, the running game, finally. He listened to me for once. Sometimes he listens, sometimes he doesn't. But I gave him this analogy. If you picture a sprinter in the Olympics, they are jack. I mean, they look fantastic. They are lean. They are muscular. I mean, they are built like a brick shit house. Now, go sit on the sidelines of the Pittsburgh Marathon and watch everybody that runs by. You might see one or two that you're like, well, you know what? They're, they look good. Like they're lean and mean and muscular. The majority the 90% are going to be your skinny fat. 
I mean, listen, you might have some overweight people there that they're just, their goal was to do a marathon. Good for them. They hit their goal. Hopefully they're going to get back into the gym and actually lift heavy after they hit their goal. But your chronic marathoners, your chronic runners are skinny fat. They look older than they normally are. Their skin is wrinkled and loose. They've lost muscle and body fat. They don't look good. That should not be a goal to strive for because that's not healthy. I mean, yeah, we could get into the whole, they're pounding their joints. They're going to create osteoporosis. I don't even know what kind of issues come down the road after that kind of incessant running, but they don't look good. We need that resistance to build muscle, to be more metabolically active, to be more metabolically flexible, to increase our growth hormone, to increase our testosterone levels naturally. And listen, if you still need testosterone hormone replacement, who cares? Then you take it, you do it, it's fine. We want the thyroid hormone and the testosterone levels optimal so you can get the best workout possible, but we'll also take a little bit of extra benefit of naturally producing testosterone and growth hormone as well. Just like I said in the beginning with the thyroid hormone, incessant cardio lowers free T3. Yes, if you still have to take thyroid hormone replacement, you're taking T3, that's fine. That's fine, but you're still getting that little bit of a boost from your exercise. Same thing with lifting heavy. You're getting that little bit of a boost of growth hormone and testosterone, but hey, you might still be taking the growth hormone releasing peptides. You might still be taking your testosterone replacement therapy. That's cool. That's fine. Let's make it all work together. All right, so you are dying for a sample exercise routine, aren't you? Okay, so I'll tell you what I've done. Here's what I'm doing now. I am getting into the gym and and I fluctuate my workouts. I sometimes go back to the old school bodybuilding days. And sometimes I'll just kind of mix it up with whatever I feel like, honestly. But when I'm a little bit more structured, I will go in and first I'll do, I'll do a warm up. Like I'll do shoulder dislocates. I'll do five to 10 minutes on the rowing machine or on the step mill to nowhere just to get my circulation going, especially if it's cold out. For shoulders, I really like push press or I like dumbbell overhead press. Sometimes I'll do one arm and just focus on one side. Sometimes I'll do the other arm. You know, now I'll start off with doing like three sets of 10 to 12, two sets of 10 to 12, but then I will go all out and I'll take that to failure. So if I'm doing a one arm, I'll hold the one dumbbell at my shoulder. I'll push the other one overhead. And maybe, maybe I hit 15 or 20 and stop. Like I literally can't do anymore. My shoulder's going to fall off. The weight drops to the floor. Fine. That's failure. After I do that on each side, I'll either grab the same amount of weight or I'll drop down by one. So if I'm using 15s, maybe I'll drop to 10s or 12s, or I'll just grab the 15s and I'll do seated lateral raises. And those have a little bit of a, a little bit of a, of a cheat to them if it's a heavier weight, but I'll take those to failure. Then I'll take a quick pause, drop the weights down, shake my arms out, grab them again, bicep curls to failure. Drop those down, drop on the ground. I don't care if you're on your knees or your toes, push-ups till you can't do any more. Now you can rest. Love that workout. And I'll do that a couple times through. Sometimes I'll do it three times through. Sometimes I'll take it five times through because it's hitting my shoulders, my thighs, my tries all together. And then I'll go over to the cable machine. I will do leaning cable raises for my side delts. And again, those I have to go a little bit light on because of the cables. 
it's kind of like there's no real happy medium in between. So I'm usually doing those at a higher rep set, usually to like 20 or 25 before I can't literally can't even pull that up anymore. And then I'll flip over to the other side and I'll do tricep kickbacks or tricep pushdowns with the rope. So I split it at the bottom, get that little flex in my tricep, or I will lay on the ground and do dumbbell extensions, tricep dumbbell extensions with a lighter set of dumbbells. Take that to failure. And sometimes failure is 50, 60. Or sometimes I'll even think in my head, I'm going to take this to 100. So I might pound out 25. Quick, take a break. Oh, lactic acid. Rinse it out, rinse it out. Boom, do it again. Take that all the way up to 100. Now I'm hitting my triceps again. Then I go back. There's a machine at the gym that I really like because I can focus on each bicep at once. So it's a bicep curl machine where your elbow's a little bit higher, you're curling in. You can do this with cables too, set on the high pin with a handle, pull the cable in and really focus on what, because, you know, both we're wonky on each side, right? All of us. No one is is balanced except for Halle Berry. So you want to work each side separately sometimes, whether that's upper body or lower body. You want that unilateral training. So that's where I'll do single bicep curls, take that to failure. And then I'm pretty much done. Next day will be something similar with back. Legs. I love reverse lunges for hitting your glutes. And I will do those weighted. Sometimes I will do 10 sets of 10 or 10 sets of 20, 10 on each leg with a heavy weight. And I'll only give myself a minute rest in between. That is hard. That is really hard. I have to thank Bobby Maximus for that one. And then you go to the leg extension, leg curl and do 50, 50, 40, 40, 30, 30, 20, 20, 10, 10, bounce back and forth. You will want to die. Your legs will be rubber, but it'll hurt so good. It really will. Air squats are great. Like I said, reverse lunges are great. If you want to do the butt kickbacks, the little horse kickbacks for your glutes, by all means, do that, but really pump that muscle. Again, that is not something to go light and fluffy on. Get the resistance, squeeze your glutes at the back. Get that squeeze in to activate the muscle and literally go until your butt feels like it's gonna fall off. That's where you should be. If you wanna do a little set of squat jumps in between, that's fine too. But I guarantee you, if you follow even something similar, take what I just gave you, write it down, tweak it for yourself. You will, you will feel this at the end. I promise you, you will feel it. Then maybe one day you want to do legs twice a week because you really want to hit those glutes, ladies. So one day you're doing that with your back squats or with your reverse lunges. The next time do it with a back squat. And if you don't want to do a heavy back squat, do a heavy leg press. Get that heavy leg press, do 10 sets of 10 with a minute rest in between. Then you get up and maybe do a wall squat, do a goblet squat with a kettlebell. Anything to activate that muscle, get the resistance, get the blood flow going. Remember all the benefits of exercise. The last thing I will say, for those of you who are injured, you say, but I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. If you have a lower body injury, do upper body. If you have an upper body injury, do lower body. You can always figure out something to do and something is better than nothing. I will give you a pass if you're laying in the hospital bed and you can't move a finger. 
but if you can move anything at all. Listen, there's a guy at my gym named Bill. Mad shout out to Bill. He has MS. He's in a wheelchair. He works out more than anyone I know. He works out harder than 75% of the people in that gym. I promise you that. There really should be no excuses. If you're using that as an excuse, look for somebody like Bill in your life, in your town, in your gym, and use that as inspiration to get your ass moving. Because most of us are not injured permanently like Bill. Most of us are not injured from head to toe. We can do something. Find out what that something is for you. Modify the workouts. Modify the movements. Hire a trainer for one or two workouts just to give you that confidence that you can do this and do this and work around whatever your injury or limitation is and reap the benefits of exercise. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.